the hip hop culture was not as big, so we didn't have anybody to teach us. We all learned, like we all self-taught. We watched YouTube video from like all the West Coast dancers in America. Back in the day, YouTube was not even like, every time you want to watch a video, you have to click on those and you go eat dinner. And you came back when it's all start loading up and then you can, okay, now you can watch the video. That's how bad it is. And then once in a while, we all put our money saving up together. Like the whole city would save money and then fly one of like the guy from America to come back and teach a workshop. It just pretty much came straight from just passion. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the Scene Creative Podcast. Today's guest is a great friend and overall inspiring human being. Zen is a choreographer that has performed all over the country and even since the shooting of this episode has recently worked with the Red Bull community. I believe his story will encourage you to see your disadvantages as opportunities and help you realize you're only one relationship away from reaching your potential. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy this conversation with Zen. All right, bro. We're here. What was yeah? What was the what's the first topic we're talking about? Um, I think I think I just want to get to know you more. Okay. Um. So for context, we know each other. Mm-hmm. You're you're my neighbor. Next next door neighbor. <laughs> literally, literally next door. Literally next door. Uh-huh. Um. So that's how we first connected. Mm-hmm. Um. And you're a lot of things. Uh, good things. Thank you. Uh, very talented human being. Um, but so I know a lot of those things about you, but I, I'm, I really want to know like the backstory, the backstory. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? Yes. This is like, whole, you, you can go as like, far back as you yeah, want it's to like go bio and everything. Um, yeah. so, uh, I come, so I came here. I remember, let me see. So I came here December 20, third of like 2012 okay yeah that's 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 when i first moved to the state um so i moved here uh, for college i went to school at um mcc penn valley okay so yeah that's that's when i moved here december 2012 and then um just spend the whole first year here just to learn english because like when i when i first came here didn't know any English at all. So, so you, so to clarify, you came straight from Vietnam, Vietnam to Kansas City. To Kansas City. Yes. So, uh-huh. like straight from Vietnam in 2012 to Kansas City. So, you've uh-huh. only been in the states for ten years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just past ten years. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so, yep. Um, moved here, pretty much. Um, I mean, everybody asked me why. Why did I move to Kansas City? Um, it's because I have my relative here. My aunt and uncle lived here, so so that's who gonna help me, like host me, and then stay with them and everything. So that's that's the reason why I came here in the first place. Yeah. But yeah, I came here for college and um, spent the whole first year learning English, and then yeah. So at first, my major was um, for business. Yeah, major. Okay. But um, I sort of found out how expensive it is to go to, as an international student, to go to school here. And I, I, started, I, also, I also found out like how, like what a business degree, just like it's an associate degree in kind of like art and business, like the value of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not gonna spend that much money just to get an associate in art um, because we pretty much pay triple compared to um, everybody really? else, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we got to pay out of pocket yeah we're not allowed to work uh, as an international student you're not allowed to work in america and um and also you you have to pay a lot more money hmm. but um to be honest my family was not was not um not that wealthy like every like every other international student so so i pretty much had to work under the table to to um to support schools and then like everything else so um my aunt owned a nail shop yeah yeah. so when i first moved here i just i just you see me go to school during the day and learn english and then like just go straight to the nail store like just 
doing nails just doing, like doing pedicures yeah and manicures. <laughs> just like all the other typical asian like yeah that don't yeah uh-huh that's awesome so that's what i did for a while and then like started like work at like vietnamese restaurant just to, like yeah just support myself and then um so when i first moved here it's kind of tough because i didn't have no friends didn't speak the language and then um i came from i came from a big city in vietnam so always busy and then mm-hmm. like like always a lot going on, have a lot of friends, there's a lot of culture, food and everything. And then moved to Kansas City, like there's like a lot like slower pace. Yeah. And then don't have friends. It's cold outside. Like <laughs> they speak pretty much like the culture shock, like the, the culture shock was like crazy. So um so um it was it was really tough at first. Yeah. Um where was I gonna go with this? I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, so I, um, so it was tough. It's just like really different. So the one thing that pretty much keep me going was like dancing. Okay. So yeah, so that's 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 where I'm I'm that's heading to. So you got into like, dance. Yeah. Oh, I mean, actually, I I danced back in Vietnam. Okay. Yeah, we was I I danced like for probably two years before that. Okay. But I mean, two years is is really nothing compared to everybody here danced when it was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's the only thing I know. Like, I didn't have a car either. So I just pretty much just live in my aunt's basement. Just go to school, go to work, and have no friend. And then just just lock myself in, like, a basement. I don't know. It's just kind of tough. So all I do is, like, filming dance video every <laughs> single day in, in, in my little room. Um, oh, my God. This is kind of dorky. This is funny. Um, hold up. Man. Uh, I used to reach out to, to girls, you know, like I was 18 years old. I was like 18, 19, like, uh, I used to reach out to girls and then like just on Instagrams and stuff and then ask them like, Hey, what's your favorite song? (laughs) And then, and then just legit make a dance video and then send it to them. Oh my God. I I swear to you. (laughs) Like you DM them the video? Pretty much just DM them like, Hey. Like, what's your favorite song? And then the next thing you know, like thirty minutes later, just film, just oh my god, I, I don't know how I did it to be honest. Like, it's embarrassing. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, just send them. I don't know. It just, but it's cool because back then, like, like, I was so. That's that's the only thing that kind of like keep my creative mindset going. And then like, mm. um, I was so into it. Like, it just like dance non-stop like every single day then i go home i just listen to music just bust out a dance move just in my little room mm. so um so it's cool that's like the only to be honest that that was like the only happy thing that was going on with me like when mm. i first moved here because it's kind of yeah and then um and um i i then start to like how do you say that Hmm. Do do we get like super detail or you can get as detailed as you want? Yeah. Yeah. So I I um. I was on Facebook, and I see um one of my close friend in Vietnam. She started have like she started dating this guy, and he also he also a dancer, but he lives in America. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm just like, let me check this guy out. Like who who like who who's who's this man that like dating my friend, and then I saw him wear like a Kansas City Chief. Um, t-shirt like in, in one of his videos so I'm just like wait a minute like that's why that's, that's, I told my friend I was like he's from Kansas City because I'm, I live here right now so he's like yes my boyfriend actually live in Kansas City and I was like that's amazing because I, I don't have any friends here and like finally I found my first like connection Yeah. his name is Fee mm-hmm. um, he was going to UMKC at a moment and he really involved with Kansas City dance community so I um, I reached out to him and then we talked and then like he actually um, he met up with me and then like we, we kind of became friends and he started like bring me around introduce me to other dancers in Kansas City like um, oh, I finally had my first friend kind of like that he also sneaked me into like a bars <laughs> in uh yeah I was underage but like he just sneaked me in and then like to the bars that all the dancers in Can- in Kansas City where they meet up and then like 
just have DJ and then like we'll be just just dancing together all night. And then that's that's how I started like that's my first time like kinda like get to know the Kansas City dance scenes, the people and yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So and um I don't know, it's just a lot to a lot to tell, but yeah. That's 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 how I first started getting to dancing here. So I started to have friends, I started to like connect more with people just from dancing. And then um and it just slowly just get better from there. But um to be honest, like without without dance, like I, I don't know how I'm going to like get to know people. Besides like yeah. going to schools and stuff, but I don't know, like school is also tough, like not knowing English and then like being like an international student, mm-hmm. um, being foppy. Foppy is just foppy is just like a, a term for um, people from out of the country. It's like fresh up the boat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Foppy. Foppy. Yeah. Fresh so fop. Yeah. So that's that's. If you see somebody say fop, this just mean like that kid look like he's not from here. He's from out of the country. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he act very foreign, kind of like that. So um, so yeah. Um, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much dance was how dance was really. How you got connected to people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now, I guess that was one of the questions I had because you're, you're someone now, like the Zen that I know, knows everybody. Like, <laughs> like it's, hard, it's hard to imagine you as a, um, an international student living in your aunt's basement, mm-hmm. not connecting with people. You yes. know what I mean? Because that's because like the Zen I know literally knows. I mean, we just flipped through this magazine that's a local cancer magazine, <laughs> and you knew like five of the guys in there. Yes. Um, so like, I, I kind of want to hear more about like what was what was Zen like in Vietnam? Like, what was like what was like your your childhood? Like, what even led you to coming to America? Mm-hmm. And then like, so yeah, I mean, and then I, I'm also really curious like how the how the culture is different, like oh, yeah. the family culture, the obviously you talk about food and whatever, and you come from a pretty large city, but just overall, like how is the culture different and what yeah. was that culture shock like? Mm-hmm. But I really want you, I mean, you can go as far back as you want, but I'd love to hear like yes. Little Zen in oh, Vietnam. Man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. What's, you know, what's that like? Oh man, I'm telling you, um, this is also another, this is also... This is also a lot to tell. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, hey, we, we'll you get... Can, we, you can pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. We, we got time. No, we, we'll get into it. Let me see. Um, so, I mean, me in Vietnam, again, like, I'm from, like, um, Ho Chi Minh City, which is, like, very busy city. It's almost as as busy as New York City. Even, sometimes even busier, to be honest, actually. Wow. Yeah. A lot of... It's really dense. Like, a lot of people in one city, like, traffic is always insane. Like, Yeah. So growing up in that city and then um, my parents is like not as strict. Like my parents is really chill. Like they, I don't know. I Since since a little kid, um, I've already like been all over the places, all over the city. Like, like I also live really far from school. Mm. So as a, uh, as when I was young, I already like, bike like miles just to go to school and then like i don't even go home because um in vietnam you go to school from like i used to go to school from i left my house at 5 a.m in the morning and i don't finish with my last class until 9 p.m really it's insane like like oh my god it's like school in asia is a lot more intense but to be honest i don't think it's as effective i don't know like it just Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will study too much. Mm. But I don't know, but that's why, but somehow kids in Vietnam will find the joy within like, their like, like the break in between. Like every time I have like two hours break, I just go to my friend's house. We go like play soccer on the street, like ca- climb coconut trees. Like it was, it was the culture is very different. Um, <clears throat> so when I was little, um, besides school, because that's, that's what took, that's what like, took most most of the time in yeah. Vietnam, like my whole our whole childhood is pretty much just go to school every day, go to school whole summer, like day and night. You didn't have summer break? No. We I mean we, we go to summer school as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then uh, Saturday is also a school day. 
Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you go to school six days a week? Yeah, six days year a week. Year round. Huh? Year round. Like all pretty, year. Pretty much year, year round. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Like um, the school system make, make kids in Vietnam feel like if you don't go to summer school, there's no way you can catch up with all the other kids. Like that's, mm. that's how they make it feel like. Yeah. And then um, how do you say that? Year round. And then so I go to school from Monday to Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm Catholic, so I go to church school. Yeah. <laughs> and then church school is just not going to church. You actually have to, like, do Bible study. And then, like, so there's more homework. Like, yeah, I, it's insane. Like, I, I, I actually don't know how I did it. But somehow all the kids in Vietnam did it. And we, wow. we all do. But other than that, like, we just, somehow I still feel like I have an amazing childhood. But just, like, I don't know just being outside more. Mm-hmm. And when I say outside, just not just like hang out in the backyard. Um, like we literally go to the countryside, like climb coconut tree. We were jumping bridges, like mm-hmm. playing soccer on concrete without no shoes. And then like, I don't know, this is a lot of culture. And I think it's like, uh, oh, this is kind of like related to um, being creative. It's like, Somehow when you don't, like, when, because kids in Vietnam, we don't have anything. We don't have computer. Like, mm-hmm. um, we, we pretty much don't have much. Like, if you have a computer in Vietnam, you're probably one of those really rich kids in the whole, like, district, kind of like that. Um, so we don't have much, but we somehow just come up with so, came up with so many, like, um, games and then, like, creative things to do. I don't know, like... There's always something for us to come up with to like, like almost as a, uh, as a challenge for everybody to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's like this season we will, have you guys ever seen uh, cricket fight? No. I told my friend this all the time. <laughs> this is, it shocked them. Like the raining season, we will start go. we'll pretty much like go catch crickets. And uh, the female, we let them go. And the male, we, we keep them and we train them to pretty much fight each other. Really? Yeah, so we, we have cricket fights. Yeah, you might have to add, put like a little clips in there for them to see. <laughs> cricket fights. Cricket fights, yeah. And um, you've seen better fish fight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fish fight, cricket fights. And um, I don't know, just, just, just a bunch of different games that we can come up with. And then like, just in that itself, like it's just when you don't have much, somehow kids in Vietnam gets just so creative with everything and then um, I don't know I, I just never feel like bored or like I never feel like feel like we like depressed or like complain oh my god we don't have this we don't have that it's it's always so much joy in like mm-hmm. I don't know that's just how I grew up like yeah. I never feel I don't know how to how I don't know how to describe that. You never that. feel like you didn't have anything. Yeah. It's, or like it's didn't nev- have enough. Yeah. It's, you, we never feel poor or like we yeah. never feel like, oh my God, we wish we have this, we have that. Maybe that's also a, um, a life I grew up with. It's like we don't have computer. We don't have internet. We don't have um, social media. Yeah. So we actually just um, just live more. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then not like don't even, not anything else, just, just live with everything we have around us. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's mm-hmm. real. Yeah, so, there's definitely something about. Um, it's obviously different now because, like, I feel like you're thirty. I'm uh, I'm twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Um, so we're only like a year apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like we as kids. That jump of like social media and like that you know kids having phones at like a really young age and Mm -hmm. that's become a little bit normal now but like we as kids i feel like we're like right at the edge of millennials yes gen Mm -hmm. z is kind of like different so like i'm technically like i was born in 95 so like i'm technically like on the like the edge of like the last year millennial and like the beginning year of gen z when when is gen z started i think 96 oh either 96 or 97 so like you're you're right you know we're we're within like a year or two of like the last like Mm -hmm. that jump okay and um i feel like a lot of millennials 
even though we, we, I was, the, you know, we were at the tail end of it. Yeah. We still didn't really have a lot of access to, even in America, like, um, I didn't have, like, my first phone was like a little flip phone. Oh, yeah. And that, might, that was my parents' choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there were some people who did have, like, you know, iPhones when they were 12, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't. You know, I, I got, like, a flip phone, and I didn't have access to, to any of that, to a smartphone where I had social media, where I had the internet on my yeah, phone no. until, like, junior, senior year of high school. Yes. And so... But the beautiful thing about that is what you're saying is like it was the same thing here, but it was even more so because the culture was still also wildly different in Vietnam. Yeah. But like because we didn't have access to it, we were just forced to come up with use our imagination. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> to just do with what was around you, yes, right? You, uh-huh. You're hanging out with friends in the backyard. You're, you know, using a stick and a pine cone to play baseball. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you just do what you have uh-huh. to do to like, and but yeah, you're right. We never felt like I never. We never had it, so I couldn't ever say that. Like, oh, like I, I wish I had social media because mm-hmm. we didn't know that we were missing it. Yes. But at the same time, like we didn't even have a house computer. Yeah. So it was like I didn't even get a, a, a laptop until we I got to high school and they issued us one for like learning and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah so I feel like but what's different now is like you have so many Gen Z and then you know after that the next generation after that where like my kids right yeah you guys' future kids mm-hmm. where they're going to be completely engulfed Yep. in yep. all of that. I, I do. Yeah. Like they, at the same time, the good thing is just they got so much access into everything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's, I, I do think it's, it could be very, very overwhelmed. And then like, it's, it do have effect on you. It's like, all right, am I good enough or not? Like, yeah, you, you just you start yeah. to compare a lot more. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think we had the the perfect time between not having it and then and then like the rise of the internet and we also like get to live through that so like um so they say millennials is like get to experience both so yeah. like it's it's so we kind of understand the balance in between and then like like we understand wh- like um how to use it mm-hmm. but how to use it like enough and then yes. not overuse it yeah yeah yeah, and it, I mean it's it's real. Like to it's scary to think about. Like it's cool because like technology. I'm all for technology. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all for yeah. like advancement and whatever. Like the last thing I want to be is like the 50, 60 year old guy yeah. who's like back in my day. Yeah, you know never I mean? like, <laughs> It's like nobody cares, bro. Yep, you know what uh-huh. I mean? like, yeah. Like I, I definitely want to be able to always see the positive. Yes. Of how technology and everything is. Is I mean even even when you look at like not just even like tech in the sense of like social media and the internet and and now we're on like the you know the 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 next wave of internet where it's like completely open source like yeah. that's all coming it's it's the here basically it's AI not like, and everything and then you have AI stuff and there's just it's changing very like it felt like it's been changing really fast paced, but now it feels like it's getting accelerated even more. Uh-huh. And I mean, who knows, but I'd never want to be, I never want to take the stance of only seeing the negatives or I always want to see the best. Oh, 100%. And like yes. how it's like helping shape the future and mm-hmm. how it's, how, you know, we now have it better because of X, Y, Z technology, whatever. 100%. And, um, yeah, I just don't want to be the, the old, the old guy, you know? Yeah, yeah no, like... no, no, me neither. <laughs> I, I, I love technology. Just, yeah. So, but somehow like it just, yeah, I, I never complain about it to be honest, yes. but it just like look back, like it's also the different, I like, For some, sure. but, um, I don't complain about it, but at the same time I do wish, um, kids nowadays, like also get to experience like how I what I experienced because sometimes I like I can talk about this podcast but like to to really lift and then feel it I was like I to be honest I don't know how to describe that to my kids yeah like I all I can tell a story but I was like but I don't know if my future kid will be able to like just being creative and then like yeah understand what it's like to not have a phone and then like just to really um I don't know. It's kind of like a country kid to be yeah. part with the nature, and then like you gotta force it be to play with crickets, yeah. like sticks and stuff. Yeah. So, 
So that's why I say it's a beautiful thing of like being born in the time that I was born and like get to experience both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cool thing in Vietnam too is like, it's not like we don't have computer internet. It's, it's not like we don't have access. Um, we have internet cafe, which is a crazy culture in Vietnam. Do you, do you know internet I've cafe? Heard, I've heard the term used in like the States, but uh-huh. like not in the context of Vietnam. Yeah, so pretty much like, like kids in Vietnam don't have like computers and internet like that. But there will be like business owners that like open like a... So instead of coffee shop, this is like a whole internet shop with like 30 computers. Yeah, and they all connect it. And then, um, so you you pay for hours. If you pay a certain dollars, you'd be sitting down like, yeah, you, you get 20 minutes or like an hour or like, yeah. And then you get to play whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have internet, but it's just, we, we got we to gotta pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And as kids, I was not, I, I didn't have that much money. So all I do is just go to the cafe and then just stand and watch them play yeah and sometimes you know like um like um some older guys that has money and you know like playing games in vietnam like you have to build your character i don't know how like those games that like like you pick their yeah but you gotta like work your way up mm. but like some some guy literally live in there like so they just like work on pretty much like build their characters and stuff all day wow. and some i'm just like walk around watching them and then just wait for some guy to like hey can you watch my my computer real quick i gotta go home and eat so i'll be excited i'll be like yeah so i literally sometimes i just standing in the cat in the net cafe just watching people and wait for somebody to like to tell me to like hey can you take over for me and then like i, I need to go use the bathroom or something like yeah but i don't know it's just it's just cool so the internet cafe was also like a big culture in Vietnam, and it's it's, it's it still is. Mm. Yeah, we have internet cafe, we have PlayStation cafe. Really? So like everybody go and then like, there's a bunch of TV and PlayStation that everybody just sit and then, yeah. But all they play is just FIFA. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, Vietnamese. The only fun. the only thing Vietnamese play people play is literally just like FIFA, like That's football, awesome. soccer. But yeah, what else do we talk about? Yeah, I mean... Like the culture? Yeah, I'm really curious to hear, like... Um, Has everything been going well so far? Yeah. Yeah. I... What's cool is... Obviously, our, our upbringings and, like, childhoods, like, shape who we are, like, as adults. Uh-huh. But, like, from what I've seen from you... It, it totally makes sense because it's like you're um, you're obviously still in the process of getting citizenship and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So you you just hustle. Yes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like you have crazy work worth ec- worth work ethic. Yeah. You um like you make you know the value of making connections 100%. because they lead to relationships really to like they're high value not just because they obviously you care about the person too but like you also can see the long-term benefits of a relationship it's yes. reciprocated right mm-hmm. whether it's financial whatever yeah um like you're a well networked person you know what i mean like <laughs> yes, thank you um but that's obviously like all because of how you how, how your child raised yep. yeah uh-huh. like you just that's what you did like you it's just like you did what you had to yeah the social life in vietnam is insane like i just 5 a.m hit and i'm out of my house like i i'm never home i never like sit inside my house you go to school and you you socialize with kids i left school but then i also I live so far from home, so like, I don't go home. So, you left school and then you you go stay at your friend's house, and you meet your friend's neighbor kids, and you play soccer with different neighbors. You like, I don't know, like, it's just my days in Vietnam. Every single day, I'm just around people. Yeah. And I was raised with just in a busy city, so like, so I'm just always around people. So I, I feel like that's just. It's carried it's, over. Yeah, it's weird home. because I'm I'm also a shy guy. I don't know. Like sometimes I'm like really keep in, but it's just like I'm I'm not afraid to like be around people or like talk to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Because I I wouldn't I wouldn't 
think that you're shy. Do you, do you, would you say you're introverted? No. <laughs> I was like, you're definitely, definitely not extroverted. So what do you think, what, what do you think that comes from? Like, cause most, cause like you're not afraid just to walk up to somebody and just be like, okay, well, want to be my friend? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I, how do I say that? Or is it like timidity? Like some, sometimes I'm timid? like, I'm yeah. Some, uh, how do you, how do you ex- describe this? Cause I love being around people, but like, huh. <laughs> but I'm, at the same time, I'm still like, I'm still have that like shyness in me. Um, how do you say that? Huh. For example, like I could never pick up girls. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I first came here and then like my friends like, just go up, talk to them. Like, I don't know, some something in me, I, I, I'm super nervous of like, just walk up and then like, start a conversation with like a, a completely strangers mm. yes yeah, so it's, it's kind of like that but if we if we have like the, a mutual connections and then like yeah there's a topic like yeah but um how do you say that like I, when i first moved here i used to watch a lot of like um prank video okay. of like people just prank people on the street and i was like just to, just to kind of like uh like get that confidence that i was like Man, I I can't do that. If this if they just go like random walk up talk to like random people like yeah yeah, but somehow I just I just I just can never do do that. I don't know how to. No, that, that makes yeah. sense. So, but I I love being around people. I yeah. Um, yeah, but you're always around people. Yeah, I think I'm just afraid to be embarrassed. Like, um, how do you say that? I can't, I can't find a word for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm shy, but at the same time, I'm, I'm like a super extrovert. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like a super confident guy. That's, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So sh- like extrovert, but still like kind of like reserved at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't describe that. No, but. that makes sense. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, okay. Let's get into like, so you got in, you know, you got into dance in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You said you did it for two like years. Two years. I started around like 2010. Yeah. So what was that like? What made you start that? What was it like doing it there? Okay. Um, well, now it's story time. <laughs> A lot of story, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, when I was in the last year of uh, when I was ninth grade, middle school, so one day I was just walking home from school and then uh, I saw my friend walked out with like, a, because we, we go to school so much, we always in uniform. Mm-hmm. I saw my friend just walk out with like a, um, like a new era hat and then like a baggy jeans and then like baggy clothes. And I was like, whoa, like, what is this? Like, where are you going? Kind of like that. I've never seen anybody dressed like that, like dressed like a hip hop, mm-hmm. hip hop dancer. And he was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go to the park and then learn how to dance with some of my friends. And, and I was like, whoa, dance? Like, no, I never even thought about dance. Mm-hmm. Like, like, we don't watch television. Dance was, hip-hop was not a culture. Hip-hop was not big yet back in, back in the day, back in that time. So I was like, dance, like, hey, can you show me some? And he just turned on, like, a robot song on his, like, flip phone. And he just do like a couple like hip hop like a robot move yeah. and i was like mind blew and i was like holy cow like <laughs> that looks amazing so i'm i literally told him i was like i, I can I, can i come with you so that night he took me uh, to the park and then like just all the people dressed just like him and then like they all like like practice in the park under like a light like we don't have a studios and stuff and back in the day so we just we just just gather together pretty much like street dance like they got on the street and then they, they they learn how to do it together so they introduced me to some of the guy and i was like yeah i would love to learn how to to do like the wave and then poppings and stuff yeah and they so they show me a little bit it's just look at my shadow and then like it teach me how to do the wave. Mm-hmm. So we pretty much learn how to dance just watching our shadow, like from the light and stuff, yeah. And um, so they, pretty much every Sunday after that, I will, 
I would swing by the park. They only get together Sunday because we're so busy with school and everything. Sunday is the only day we got together. Every Sunday, I would go back to the park, and they would teach me one new move. So one new move every Sunday. And then, like, I started, like, really get into it and then, like, decided, like, I want to actually go take lessons. And then, yeah, so those guys that I met at the park right there, like, I didn't know, but um, later, like, become my, my dance crew, like, pretty much my family, my brothers, like, yeah. So I asked them, like, where do they go to practice? Like, where the dance crew practice? And they have, like, a little studio where they rent out, like, um, like an hour every every day just to get together and practice. So so I walked, like, um, so I came up, and, like, I was like, I decided I want to learn. Like, I want to go to to see your dance school. I want to see, like, the, the, the bigger guys, like, who taught you guys, though? Like, so I want to learn from, like, yeah. Um, so I, I came to the studio one day, and I was so scared. I was actually so shy. I was like, I, I already paid for it, but I, didn't, I couldn't even have the courage to even walk inside the studio. Mm. So I was just watching from, like, out the window. That was the whole first day. And then, um, yeah, I don't know, but just slowly, like, got better and then go practice and then, like, just slowly stay in the crew enough to, like, practice with them and then become, like, one of the main members. Um, that's my crew in Vietnam is Game On Crew. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's, Game On Crew is probably one of the biggest dance crew in Vietnam right now. That's, yeah. Wow. And then they, mm -hmm, they started out in a... 2007 mm -hmm. but uh but yeah that's how i got into dance and then like i was just with my dance crew we like learned choreography we didn't have access to the hip-hop culture was not as big so we didn't have anybody to teach us mm -hmm. we all learned like we all self-taught and we watched youtube video from like all the west coast dancers in america mm -hmm. um and uh and you know, back in the day, YouTube was not even like very big. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is big, but it's not. Um, it's not like clear quality and then like insane quality. People teach classes and stuff. Like the best quality you can watch is a um, three sixty. What is it? Three sixty p. Really? Yeah. Uh huh. Not even like seven twenty. Oh no 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 no! Like yeah, <laughs> back back when the flip phone like oh, like yeah, we yeah. still use the flip phone. So yeah. Mm. And then every time you want to watch a video, you have to you have to click on those and you go eat dinner. And you came back when it start loading up and then you can, okay, now you can watch the video. That's how bad it is back in the day. So we don't have much resources. Um, and then once in a while, we'll all put our money saving up together. And um, like the whole city will save money and then fly one of like, the guy from America to come back and teach a workshop wow. and then yeah so we it just pretty much came straight from just passion like we it's just something that we we have together because we all go to different schools and stuff but it's just like we, we, we all like this this kind of art a lot and then it's just something to keep us going every day it's like we're starting to become really close that we're like like almost like a family. Mm. We see each other every day after school. And then, yeah. So that's how I got into dance back in Vietnam. That's cool. And then I, get, I only get to dance with my crew um, for probably two years. Yeah. Somehow that two years seems like forever, though. Yeah, mm. two years, two and a half years. And then when I turned 18 is that when I, I've, um, I got a news. Um, I got accepted into um, Penn Valley here. And then, yeah. That's when I left. And came here. Yeah, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't seen them since then. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. So you yeah. haven't been back to Vietnam? No, I have not been back yet. You can't, you can't go back, right? Because if, if you go back, you can't get back in to yeah. the States. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well, hard. Yeah, that's another story. Is like, um, so I, I only came here for, um, for a two years degree. So my visa was like three years. Mm. Um, now that I can talk about it, I'm yeah. just fine. Yeah, <laughs> but back back then I was like, oh, I I, I can't I can't tell this story, but um, pretty much I I have a three years visa, and uh, when I graduate with my associate degree in uh, engineering, that's when my visa expire. So I got a letter instantly, like after my 
after my graduation, they was like, all right, now you got to go back to your country. Like, mm -hmm. your visa is up. You, we, um, we requested to deport America, like, immediately, mm -hmm. within um, two weeks. Wow. Yeah. But I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> stay right here. Yeah, I, I, started, I started, like, that was when I already, like, started establish um, some connections here. I do love the people here. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I see the real opportunities here and everything. And then I've, I've been working so hard for mm. that degree and everything. I was like, to be honest, I don't know if, if I bring that degree back to Vietnam. It's also just an associate degree, like, what can I do in Vietnam? Yeah. But I know, like, if I mean, I know that, like, I can make a lot more as an engineer in America. Mm -hmm. And then it just, I don't know, just the opportunity here is just is so much more. Mm. Like, yeah, so I was like, I'm not coming over here busting my ass, working under the table, doing nails, and then, like, just so now I'm going back to my country. I was like, no, I just, I just, my life just started here. So, like, yeah. So, um, so I didn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for, so for how many years? For probably me, probably six years, six or seven years. I would just stay under the radar, like work under the table, mm. like still living my life, and then connect with people. Actually, learn from people. But, but me living here in America for the past um, since two thousand. 17 yeah I, i was like under the radar i was like scared when i got pulled over by the cops i was like oh man like yeah <laughs> i can't imagine uh -huh. yeah and it's but at the same time like um it didn't really stop me it, like i didn't like i i sometimes i complain about it as a joke i'll be like yeah i wish i have american citizen i wish i can go to work get paid a lot more like just like everybody else But then at the same time, I was like, it's never stopped me from working. Like, yeah. hey, I, I still be able to find jobs, three or four different jobs if I could. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't care. But like, I do believe that like, as long as you have that work ethic and then like, you're willing to go to work, there will always be job for you. Like, yeah, this, mm -hmm. so. That's yeah. good. Uh -huh. That's good. No, that's great. Um, so you're you're now doing we can go talk more about like dance stuff so okay i mean you've been doing you, you teach uh uh classes for students mm -hmm. yes like I teach. teaching choreography and teaching dance and stuff yeah i teach at um a couple of different dance schools around kansas city yeah so so <clears throat> that's what you've been doing you've been doing that for a couple of years right yeah uh, i've been doing that for uh, i would say seven years wow yeah mm, it's just um started out um i was helping to sub for one of my one of my friend out of town and um i was subbing for just one of his class that was still my english was still not as as good it's like <laughs> i was just like they have to write out everything i i don't know yeah just subbing for him and then like they ended up like really liked the class um and then later on actually like a couple months later They offer me um, two two different classes, yeah, mm -hmm. of like teaching like just the little kids because my friends started like get really busy within that with that dance school. So um, yeah, I start out like just teach two classes a week, mm -hmm. like just for like little babies. Like um, so that was when I I really start got into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just those two classes like start to become. I, I was doing really well, so they they started like, all right, you know what? Like, we'll give you four classes. That's uh, next year. They was like, you know what? You can teach the whole night here from five to nine. So all four different classes, four different levels. And then um, going on to like a few months later, so like the, another dance school was like when I started teaching there, other dance school was start seeing my videos and stuff. So they asked me to come teach like a just like a little workshop, and then uh, to see how they like it. And then after after I teach workshop, they they started really like it. And they was like, hey, how do you think about come teach at our studio? So like, 
just from two classes to four classes from um from that going to like other studio reach out to me and then yeah i don't know so now um i'm teaching at five different no yeah four four different studios yeah wow. mm -hmm. four to five different studio I, i was teaching at five different studio but i kind of need like one one day off or like i don't know just teaching every single day dealing with that many kids i i, I kind of get tired yeah yeah and I'm, i'm also like in a transition between just switching up um that's what we're going to talk about switching up from like teaching so much just to like slow it down so i don't i don't get burned out like mm -hmm. you know is it burned out or burnt out either one yeah <laughs> you can burn out you can get burnt out I'll get get burnt out there yeah, you go yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah either one english is hard <laughs> yeah I, you tell me it, oh it, man it is hard um okay so you're teaching but you've also gotten some cool opportunities with like locally um like you've you've done some stuff like at power and light which is kind of like our really mm -hmm. cool like night scene down here in downtown kansas city you've gotten yes. to like dance at some of like the clubs right yeah uh -huh. you've gotten to, like there was a red bull competition that you got to do something yeah. with so mm -hmm. I, i've been i mean um teaching is what i do weekly so that was like for the past couple of years that was like my main income like mm -hmm. um but then other than that i i do perform like i do perform i teach workshop i choreograph for um, artists or like competition so like yeah just anything dance related like yeah. in kansas city i i've like been involved in yeah it's cool and um yeah I've, i've i've worked with a lot of artists in kansas city i've worked with string music as well and um yeah and quixotic i don't i don't know i i can't keep track of it like to yeah. be honest like it's just it's been a lot i i feel like i should have wrote everything down <laughs> it's almost like a little resume but i, I never did yeah <laughs> You have a your your resume uh is through relationship. 100%. Everybody knows who you that, That's that's a good that's a good way to put it though. Like yeah. Like I don't know. I feel like I don't have to to list out everything that I've done mm -hmm. for you to to hire me. It's like yeah. if you want to hire me, here's my skill. Like if see look at my video, like am I qualified enough? Mm -hmm. Or um, yeah, my relationship between like with the city like yeah i don't know also i think within creative like as a dancers i mean it's probably good to have a resume to work with like some huge like like artists like in la's or something but but no i i believe that like like having good connections like that's that could be your resume i don't know for sure mm -hmm. yeah no definitely yeah especially in in the i mean it, it's like it, it, you know if you're if you're in the creative field and you do like photography or you know video or whatever graphic design like those are really easy to like have a portfolio yeah of like here's my website here's the gallery of like mm -hmm. my best yes. photo. you know what i mean uh -huh. but like with dance it's like it's word of mouth yep right It's through, what's cool, and I'm just picking up on this just from what you said it was like in Vietnam, but even here, it's like, it seems like it's very communal. Yeah. Like, it's like a very, it seems like a very pretty tight-knit community mm -hmm. that's like, if you're a dancer here, um, everybody knows that network of dancers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, those are your people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. that's your, those are your, for your friends, your family, whatever. Yes. Um, and so you know when it's that way you can get gigs through your friends yes who are like they can't do something so they like oh zin is amazing yep or, yep like, you know what I mean? re re like people refer you and then yeah also like people just host audition that's that's yeah. one thing for dance is like yeah like you don't just apply a resume like they will audition you, you to like show see up like mm -hmm, yeah. they like they they want they want to actually see your skills and then yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's so different because it's like you actually have to show it yes uh. it's so much more physical you know than like some of the other creative stuff where yes and because like you can't fake it oh you can't because yeah. you because i feel like you can i mean some other creative disciplines 
at a low level, like for example, let's say graphic design. Okay. Nowadays, everybody can hop on Canva uh-huh. and use, <laughs> yeah. a, use a template. Uh-huh. You template, and then, yeah. And, and think they're a graphic designer. No shade. I learn and get better and whatever. Yeah. But, um, but like, but you can, for dance, like you can't, there's not a template. Like it's actually you and your body and like what yes. you're doing physically. And so like you can't fake it. Yep. You know, they either like you or they don't. Yeah, 100%. Because you either got the skills or you don't. Yeah, or you could, you can used to be an amazing dancer like when you're in your 20s and you you have this whole crazy resume. But like maybe some people just, maybe you took a couple years off and then you were like rusty, you're not that, you're not the same. And then like, so your resume don't help you. Like no, yep. they, as a dancer, it's like they want to see how you are like currently at the moment. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you could have a, you could have worked with Chris Brown and stuff, but now if you can't do the move, you can't do the move. Like, yeah, uh, the, your resume would not help you, kind of like that. Yeah. So, no, that's real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's, what is next? What's next? As far as like for you and for dance, like what do you see like the next five, 10 years? Like, where do you, what do you want life to look like? Mm-hmm. You know, how does dance play into that? I know you've started to do some other creative disciplines. Like you've started working on video. Yeah. And you've gotten some video clients. And that's something that you're growing in, like that skill set as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, w- you know, what does life look like? Like, and that, and that doesn't have to just be in creative. Like, it yeah. could be like family. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, now it's just like, I, I just started like in a transition into like the next big stage of mm. my life, which is like um, applying for green card. And then we just, yeah. So that's just been something I've been waiting for for years, yeah. since, since the tenure. Yeah. <laughs> so this will, this will be the next big step that like will change my whole life. Like, yeah, like, like all the opportunities that I used to not have. Now this could be the next chapter. Like now I will have the same opportunity just like everybody else. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so it's going to be a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm also kind of overwhelmed about it. I'm, I'm not sure um, what I'm going to do yet. It's just, um, just so much options. So, yeah, so many do. options. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then that's, that's one thing about me is like, Sometimes I like that, like, I'm not saying I'm good at, like, everything, but I, sometimes I'm kind of good at a lot of so many different things, and then, like... You are, yeah. Yeah, and then, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can't focus on one thing, and then, like, yeah, so I'm, that's kind of scared me a little bit. So now having all of this opportunity, like, my mind is all over the place. It's like, I'm, especially having so many, I know so many people, mm-hmm. and I just learn from them. And then just liking so many different things is almost like, all right, what 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 do I decide for myself? Like, where do what direction? Where do I want to go? Yeah. Do I want to stick with just being fully creative, or like, do I want to also focus more on money and then like start a business? And then do I want to work? A good ninety-five job, be an engineer. I, I just, yeah. So I'm, I'm still deciding. But again, like, I want to find like a good balance between. Like, I want to be, be able to, definitely still dance. Yeah, still be able to be creative, dance, um, creating content, um, just, just being creative in general. I, I mean, that's, that's my life. I, I can't imagine my life be without like being creative mm-hmm. but at the same time um like i'm going to start a family i'm going to have a family we, we're getting to our 30s so also focusing more on our career is like important mm-hmm. i think about having kids it's just like you you understand that mm-hmm. like all right how how am i able to um how am i able to like make good money to like to have a family, take care of my kids and everything, and then not having to worry about financial, like just being financially free. Yeah. Yeah. So right now is just the step of figuring out the balance between being creative and 
make a lot of money. Yeah, the practical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and then I, I think the solution for that, but um, I, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. So, um, so right now I'm still staying busy with dance, um, and then got into videography. Then, um, so I'm. I would love to just keep keep doing what I'm doing right now, and then see how far I can take it. And then, like, also, I got a couple jobs offer opportunities from from a couple of different companies. That yeah, I don't know. I'm that's, that's why cool. I like yeah offer. So I'm trying to decide how do I balance my time between everything. You know, you got a lot going on. You're a hustler. <laughs> you know, <what's, laughs> creatively, work wise. You know yeah. what I mean? Not oh, not man. with women, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I I try to be a hustler, but um, how do I say that? I used to love this song, um, Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah. Used to be, oh man, when I first moved to America, I was just like, when I got my first car, I used to just cruising down the street, just pumping Rick Ross. Uh, Every day I'm hustling. Yeah, oh my God, that used to be my anthem. Awesome. I don't know, like, I used to just love watching American, like, hip hop cultures, and then, like, I was like, this is the theme, this is the anthem for hustlers. And I was like, that's my song. Yeah. <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah, and I was literally just like, man, I got some funny story too. I used to, I used to didn't know. Again, I I was culture shock. I didn't know much about like bad words and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to an all black school, and then I didn't know like all of these songs I listened to is actually like very graphic, like <laughs> meanings, and then like they say really bad words. And then like I auditioned for a talent show, and just straight like do a whole dance performance and then when i'm done i look down to their face they were shocked they was like and then they came back to backstage and talked to me they was like hey like we, we love your dance and everything but but you gotta you gotta clean your music you gotta cut like yeah and i was like oh okay and then that's that's when i started found out like like the music that i dance to is like oh my god like it's very graphic it's so bad like the meanings and everything yeah you had no idea though Oh my god! I, to I you, it no was idea. just music. I had no idea. Like I didn't know anything about like, yeah. But but, but again, like I learned everything from just the culture. Like the hip hop culture was so insane. I was just watching videos and then movies and then like, like I I, I thought the N word was like for your homies. Like oh my god, that was <laughs> I. It was yeah, it was insane. But then I like and then I went went to school that had all black friends, so they were just like. Oh my God, Zen! Like, you, yeah, you didn't know, and I was like, but I, I never say anything. But like, it just like I listened to music, and they was like, how, how, how the hell you know this song? Like, what, like, yeah, it's just really funny. But like, I, I just learn a lot as I go. It's just again the the transition between the two culture is absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, I have felt nothing but so welcome from the community. And everybody here. That's 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 why I'm still here. That's why um that's that's who that's what builds who I am, I think so. Like For sure. Yeah. Just from from meeting people, like learning good things from, from everybody. Like yeah. So That's cool. I don't know why I don't know why we just talk about that, but oh yeah, you were saying I'm a hustler, that's why yeah, yeah. <laughs> that song came up. That's, I still Every love that song. I'm yeah, mu music is, is, is life. It's, it's it's crazy. Yeah, music really change everything yeah. yeah even i'm saying i'm telling taylor like you can watch a, a movie theme and then like without music you really don't feel anything yeah yeah but like just add a little sound in the background it will change everything. the whole perspective of you seeing that scene yeah or you add in like a little scary sound that will change that whole thing yeah. so like like I, I do believe music really determine a lot of perspective in life yeah mm. But yeah, like go going to uh, what what was it that you 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 want to ask me? I, f- I forgot. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So like just to kind of wrap up, like um, as far as like you know, you talked about what the future looks like in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, you're teaching a lot. You're creating a lot. You're maybe wanting to find something more consistent, like. What are you doing right now, and what maybe maybe you see yourself doing that, like even in, you're still kind of in hustle mode a little bit yes. until you you know get the green card and you kind of like feel like you can kind of like fully relax and get a job, whatever. Yeah. But until then, like, what are some ways that you 
cope with the hustle mentality? Because obviously, hustling is great. Yes. But it can also be exhausting yeah, could if you be. don't have a balance, some most, kind of balance. You know what I mean? Most definitely. And um, and you're married now, so it's like it's not. It's one thing to be single and hustling, but now you're married and hustling, and like you know, it's like yes. it's different. You know, so like, what are some ways that you have rhythms of, you know, what does that look like for you, and how you try and like cope with that and maintain some healthiness in your schedule? <laughs> Practically, it could be perspective whatever that is for you yeah so um go back a little bit to, to teaching it's like right now i'm teaching every single day and um teaching at four or five different dance school every day so like i i do feel burnt out i do get burnt out a little bit and um just like it started to become your job you know like you just just also like teaching is not just about dancing like it's actually more about teaching than actual dancing mm. so um as a as a dancer i don't know my goal is um i i will like slow down on teaching a little bit and then um how do i say that i will slow down on teaching so i will i would still love to be able to like share my dance and then teach but not like every single day just travel to a different school and do that and then yeah i still want to teach but not as much i want to focus on myself as a dancer so i want to like start create more for me mm-hmm. and then um for the audience for the community for the people that i want to to get my art to to, to reach yeah and um i also want to start traveling a little bit more because mm-hmm. and then like I I miss just being hungry. I don't know. Like I I want to I want to start traveling more and then like work with professional dancers all around the world in America, just to find the motivations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, teaching here is just like I feel like I'm just so stuck in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Like I do a lot in Kansas City, but like I never get to to get out more. Yeah, so be inspired. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah just be inspired. Like now I'm just like. I see the same people. I, I I teach the same dance. Like just, I'm getting tired. I don't feel motivated. I I started like, get to the point that I sometimes I don't like doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why when I'm out and then people was like Zen, go dance and I was like, no, I'm. I've been dancing all day. I don't. It's want, become I, a job. Yeah, it's literally become yeah. a job. And then like, I need to be inspired. I need to go work people that I want to work with. I um. I need to do something different within the within the dance scenes besides teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so I want to be a student again sometime. Like yeah, yeah. instead of just be a teacher, I I want to I want to learn. I want to like see dance from other people's perspective mm-hmm. instead of always from me because right now like all I do is just give mine. So like I want to go even just sit down having a talk with other dancers and then like learn about them and then yeah i don't know so yeah. so that's my goal is just not to teach as much and then um and then what else do you when is there anything like within the flow of like you know you're teaching a lot and and you're you know starting to do video stuff like mm. is there anything like is there anything maybe practically you do to try and like keep some consistency in your schedule or yeah. is there like a ways you approach things so that you don't get burnt out yeah so so that's that's one thing that i want to do just so don't get burnt out i, w- I also want to like just to start create more differently mm-hmm. especially with um now that i i kind of get into video video a little bit like i want to focus on like incorporating videos and mm-hmm. and videography and, and dance yeah so like just do things like differently like being creative within my own creative like within my own art and then um yeah yeah i want to start like just the reason i why i got a camera is because like every time i listen to a song driving to work all i see is just like a movie going in my head so like and I also see like a, my own dance video, like, mm. but not just like a dance video. I, I see like, like a whole movie. So like, I want to start like 
create more of like the content to sleep so people watch me dance but not just dance it's like oh that's cool that's a cool dance move mm. i want people to feel more mm. so pretty much just telling story um incorporate between videography and and dance and then like just tell my story or like not just my i i i would love even work to like i would even love to work with um other dancers and then like tell their story mm. i don't know just connect more emotionally within my art and um uh, and yeah and then just just do things different than just going to work going to teach dance classes and like every yeah. single day yeah mm. and then at the same time have to have time for myself and then yeah i don't know just just the balance in between with everything yeah mm. so but what i want to do right now is just to I would love to travel more. Yeah. yeah, especially I can't wait to travel back to to my country, to Vietnam, to see, to to work with dancers in Vietnam, and then like see my own like my 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 dance crew, whole crew, yeah, and then like just yeah, I don't yeah, that's just a lot. There's, I have a lot going on right now that like yeah, I'm excited for yeah. like the next journey. That's cool, Sarah. That's cool, man. Well. um Thanks for doing this. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, uh, this is really fun. We'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to do it again. Yeah, we we still got a lot more to talk about. Though. We'll get coffee and talk about it. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Okay, man. Excited yes. for for you and for your future and everything you got going on. Yes. Excited for our friendship. Uh, thank you. You already know that. Uh -huh. Love you, bro. I'm here. I'm not, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Next door. There. We just re-signed that lease. Yes. Uh huh. So <laughs> if nothing, we'll be neighbors for another year. So. For real. Oh yeah. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be here for a little bit. Yeah. Cool, man. But yeah, I hope. I hope, I hope everybody check it out though. Like yeah, check out. Check, yeah. Where can keep, they find you? So on Instagram, it's uh, at that man's in. At, at that right? man's in. Are you on yes. any other or TikTok or anything? Um, TikTok too, like at that man's in. At that man's but in. Yeah, I I need to stay more consistent and post more. Yeah. That's why my plan is just like how to how to stick with my plan and then like create more content for everybody. Yeah. But no, you guys check out check him out. Like yeah, make sure you watch all of Noah's content. Thanks. Yeah. Man. But. Thanks, yeah. bro. But hey, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, bro. Appreciate you. Much love, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining me for episode three of the Scene Creative Podcast. I hope today's conversation encouraged you and you were able to practically take something away from today's conversation. Just a few things real quick here at the end. One, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment down below. What was the most uh, impactful thing that you took away from today? If you're um, listening to the audio version on Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, if you could leave us a review on the platform you're listening on, that'd be really helpful. And one thing I'm really excited for that's coming up um, here in the next few weeks is a Discord community. Um, I'm really trying to build this out well and really trying to figure it out and still in the strategy phase of this, but really want to be able to provide a space for us to talk um, about challenges, about wins and encourage each other as creatives. And so it's still figuring out a lot of it, but just want you to know, keep on your radar. It's coming up soon. Um, there's actually going to be a link below that you can sign up to be the first to know when that community becomes available. I look forward to seeing you next week for episode four of the Scene Creative Podcast.